This is Ian Hill from Strange Fellows, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. Hey, this is Sherelle Jardine, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. Tonight's show is sponsored by Breakout West, which is happening October 10 to 14 in Kelowna, BC. Go to breakoutwest.ca for more information and Zed Productions. Zed Productions is a full-service production company offering the best studios and services to suit your project and budget from recording to mixing and mastering. Contact Sheldon Zaharko at sheldonzaharko.com. Make a scene is exactly what it says. We want you, the music lover, to go out and support the musicians that are creating and performing their music, and you, the musicians, to promote your shows. It is that simple. It's a group effort. Join us each week as together we explore what's happening musically in our beautiful city, Vancouver, and beyond in our province, BC. On Make a Scene, I will be interviewing artists, venues, reviewing shows, and talking about upcoming events. Each week will be a little bit different, and that's what I love about putting the show together. I want to thank tonight's sponsors, Sandy and Bill Crothers. It's hard to imagine how many costs there are to keep the station going. Any donation helps, so thank you for helping us continue our programming. If you would like to donate to the station, you can go to PacificNorthwestRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And if you're interested in sponsoring the station or make a scene or advertising with us, please get in touch. Our email is PacificNorthwestRadio at gmail.com and in the subject line put Make a Scene or Pacific Northwest Radio or maybe one of our other programs, Green Beans, Mushroom Soup and Strawberry Ice Cream, The Artist Showcase, Behind the Console, Slip into the Fray, Max Power and the Tinfoil Hat, Above the Noise, Sleeping Bag Studios, Music Makers and Soul Shakers, Pacific Northwest Aboriginal Hour, Hired Guns, and two new podcasts, Ginger Approved and The BWJ Show. Pacific Northwest Radio rocks. There's so much content and all at your fingertips. Just dial it in. Please enjoy all of our programming on the station. You can find it all on our .com site. Now we're going to start off the show with a song from a friend of mine, Beautiful Frenzy is the band. They just played the hippie hoot nanny and they kicked it. And this is a song hot off the press called Candy Girl. Hi, this is Fred Allen from Beautiful Frenzy. You're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio.
Danielle Jardine, if you're just tuning in on Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. Sheldon and I went to visit a very cool local brewery called Strange Fellows and spoke to Ian Hill, Tyler Milne, and Aaron Jonquier. Strange Fellows is community-minded and definitely supportive of the arts. Let's take a listen to that interview right now. This is Aaron Jonkier from Strange Fellows, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. This is Sherelle Jardine from Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio, and we are here today at Strange Fellows, a very cool brewery in Vancouver. Super excited to have discovered it. My husband, Mark Gladstone, and our producer and studio owner, station owner, Sheldon Zaharko, discovered it. We all discovered it together, so we're really happy to walk in, and uh, thank you guys for being on the show today. Thanks for being here. I'm going to ask you some questions, if you don't mind. Which beer was your first craft beer? Like to drink, you mean? Uh, to, to drink, have or to have beer, fellas. or to make, oh, whatever, wow. whatever you want to say. I think it was a talisman. Well, if, if we're talking about uh, here, really, ta- talisman, which is, you know, takes as, as, as a lot of percentage of our sales was really... Uh, our first beer, really something I always hung my hat on. Um, and I often say that I brewed it for myself because it's a session ale, it's only 4%, so it's not very high in alcohol, but it has a lot of character and a lot of flavor. I have to go home to three three young children, not so young anymore, but I do still go home. So, <laughs> so, Once in a while I go which home. Is, which is wonderful, or can. Um, and, and so I'd like to en- enjoy a beer that's uh, have something that's not too high in alcohol, so still keep my head and be able to go home, but it's got to have a lot of flavor. So trying to make a beer like that, um, combine those two things, character and flavor, but yet not have a lot of alcohol, is actually not that easy, but that's what Talisman does. So as Aaron says, I think, I think that is kind of our first, and uh, to sort of sum it up, maybe our kind of foremost beer in some ways. Okay, that's cool. And when did this establishment start? Uh, the dream started many years ago, but we, we took uh, the space over in early 2014. And then in December 17th, 16th? Seven, 17th, 2014, we opened our doors. Oh, Sorry, the, the details are a little fuzzy now. There's a lot of water under the bridge. No kidding. Or and beer. beer. The pipes, what you'd say, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 No doubt. What's unique about your craft beers? Why should people come here? What's unique about it? Uh, well, we, we're broad in, in what we produce stylistically. Um, we're known for a couple of things. I think uh, you know, something like the Talisman, we're known for that out and about in trade. We, we, we sell a lot of that beer and people really li- like us and, and hopefully love us for that beer. But also we're known for sour styles. Um, and a lot of those are well-aged over a year in oak barrels. You see some of them behind yeah. us. Um, we're known for certain particular sour styles, and I think we've done that. We've, I, I feel like we've been at the front of a lot of that. Um, and those are, I mean, there's a couple things I think that, that make us unique, but we are broad in, in, in our offerings. Also, um, we're also really big on balance. So, um, you know, while we like to push the boundaries with a lot of things we're doing, um, we're also careful to, to you know, we like to manage the edges on things because we, we like to have things be, frankly, sessionable a lot of the time. I mean, sessionable to, to us, I think, um, which means that we, we, we like to work with subtlety and we like to work carefully with ingredients and things like that. I, I want to say that is something that hopefully makes us 
unique among out. some breweries, yeah. Yeah, for sure. They should come for the onesie. For the onesie, yeah, you've got some really cool promo materials over there, definitely. The onesies are hot. He always cool. talks about and wanting think, to get a onesie. Tyler can speak to the room, but I think a room's a big part of why people come to us here. Yeah. Yeah, we, we try to, in the room, we try to promote community, and we almost we feel like it's a tasting room and also like a bit of like a pub where everyone comes together. We have, on Sundays, we have families in. Um, you know, the kids are playing board games. Uh, we have high chairs for the kids. So it's a it's a place where it's not kind of exclusively for beer people, but it's we serve really really good beer. But also it's approachable for everyone to come here and hang out. Yeah. Um, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We we don't ask that no one takes themselves too seriously. So it's just a very it's a fun atmosphere in here, um, and it's somewhere you can go hang out with your friends and and just have a couple of beers. So I think nice. that's really what makes us a little bit different. I know when we came here, it was rocking. We couldn't even find a chair. We were like, oh, maybe we should go. And we're like, no, we're staying. People stand. It's all good. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about environmental standards? What are you doing to kind of reduce some of the your footprint in the community? Wow, you come right. Yeah, that question's really jumped out. Okay. <laughs> you didn't allow me to prepare for that. Oh, no, um, that's okay. No, Just it's a, give no, me a it's a very, things. it's a, a totally reasonable question. So. Um, things we do, by and large, we do things that I, I won't pretend other breweries do do as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the what's called the spent mash, what comes out of the brewing process, that goes out to a farmer and that, that's livestock feed, oh, which fantastic. is actually typical and is something breweries have all historically always done, yeah. um, but it's not to be overlooked. Also, I mean, there's a variety of detailed things we do, and, and, and I would have to get into a lot of detailed things like collecting the effluent that comes out of the kettle after after a brew it's it's there's a solid material that comes out that that has to be that's separated and and over the years uh, especially in Vancouver people have just let that go into the in, as waste into the sewer system but um, that happens less and less and we never do that um, we actually have a way of separating and collecting it okay. um, of course we recycle we heavily recycle everything recycle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and sorry adding on to what Ian said as well uh, we do heavily recycle around the brewery we have we recycle our grain bags. We recycle a lot of the materials that come through our room. We try to minimize our use of plastic. Okay. So uh, a lot of our beer goes out in kegs, which is great because it's a reusable vessel. But exactly. also a lot of our beer goes out in cans, which are completely recyclable. Nice. And we don't put a lot of packaging. We have a minimal uh, four-pack ring, which is made from 100% recyclable material. We love it. Yeah, we talked about it. And it's 100% yeah. recyclable. And yeah. really um, good. All of our cars are... Uh, our salespeople's cars are hybrids, so we try and minimize. And I mean, like, you know, you can have these big things that people do, or you can do the small things yeah, on a daily basis, and that's exactly. what we try and do. And we don't, we don't really advertise them a lot or put them out there because it's just, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. And that's what we try and do on a daily basis, I think. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. That was a great, great answer. Okay, so the reason we're here, not just for your fantastic beer, is because you also have musical events. And so whose idea was it to bring in live music? Well, I think... I don't know I think if there's it's, any one person's, but no, it's just such I think a natural it's just thing. Part of part of a, of a of a plan, you know. Yeah, we, we celebrate these things called strange days, um, many of which involve live live music. So one day of, of every month, typically, we'll celebrate something from folklore. Um, uh, usually, a, a special day from some culture around the world. So, for example, in November, it's uh, Kutsulan, which is most terrible wolf day, and that's a Eastern Ooh. European um, th time when you you know you can't cut your hair. Uh, you can't. You, you have to tear bread. You can't use a knife. You can't 
wash, you can't wash your clothes, things nice. like that. And <laughs> a so little smelly in here, right? Yeah, we, <laughs> we do, and we do a lot, and, and so, the, and, well, Christmas is another great one. I mean, we do Krampus Knack December 5th, where Krampus, the anti-father Christmas, you yeah. can bring your, uh, he's here in a big throne, you can bring your kids and have their picture taken with him. Oh my and we God. pride ourselves in making a few children cry every year, because he's it's very important. frightening. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, so every month there's something special we do like that, and so we will do decorate in that way, we'll, we'll um, I mean, what do we have coming up, Aaron? Uh, we, have we have the, the corn boil the, and the uh, square dancing. Yeah, the hop right? devil hoop nanny. Ooh. That's right. That's Say that again. They... So there's the hop devil hoop nanny, which we have on 22nd of September. It's okay. a Saturday. Nice. And we have a square dance band coming in. And we open up our art gallery wall, and they play in the art gallery there. And then we move the tables, and we get a couple of little circles. I don't know what you call them, the square dancing. Or they call Squares. square dances. It's a square. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> We're coming to that. Yeah. Just, just for the name alone. Okay, you have That's to. crazy, yeah. yeah. It's great. And, and Aaron boils corn, tons okay. of huge vats of corn we have. It's all free, so just eat and, and, and drink beer and dance. And, wow. and so we move that wall, the art gallery opens completely, and we remove some of these tables. Okay. And then we then so there's a collar um, and a, usually a three-piece um, square dance band sort of shoved in the corner back there. And, yeah. Okay, we need to really, really promote that because that sounds like a lot of fun, yeah. definitely. You've had a lot of different events, music-wise, just bands, and here you had a festival, is that right? What was the festival? Just, you want to talk about Joy Fest? You can go for yeah. It. yeah, so we, we had Joy Fest um, in the middle of August, um, and it was basically our summer festival celebrating the whole year. So we had four bands playing, uh, we had some beers pouring outside, and it was basically celebration of what makes us joyful uh, music beer we had food um, and we just hung out all day uh, we had all local bands and local bands with great followings uh, like you're the wolf okay and they came out and they played and they celebrated with us and it was a really great really great event totally Fantastic. free, totally oh, free. Wow. yeah oh so, that's great uh, okay. and really the, the, the music portion of it like getting back to your original question yeah it, the music portion came out of it is is what I've come to understand about us is that you know Christine who's Ian's partner has done a lot of design she's very artistic Ian himself is very artistic with creating beer and creating things and what I've come to realize is we're all kind of artistic yeah. and so at Strange Fellows we, really, we celebrate that that inner artist in all of us right and 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 sometimes it's drawing like we have an art gallery sometimes it's admiring artwork but it's also admiring music and listening to music and it's a big part of what we do in the room. We talk about the music that goes on in the room and making sure it's on who we are and what we're about and we're not playing something that's not relevant, something that's local. These are all things we try and do in the room and with different art forms. It doesn't just have to be art uh, that you look at, it can be that you listen to or performing art and yeah, it's, a really, exactly. it's a really, like, it's an easy thing to tie into beer. Yeah, it's no simple. kidding. But it's, it's different than other places are doing. You know, you guys seem to have your heart in it a little bit more. I think we try and, well, I think everyone trying to do their own thing. And I think what we do is we celebrate once a month with something that has some sort of art and music and beer and a strange festival or a strange day from around the world. And that's, yeah. I don't know if that makes us unique, but I mean, I think it, it it's, it's of interest it's, to it's us. It's also so, an easy way for us to focus um, to, to bring our focus in on, on those celebrations is talking about something real from like as I said from, from folklore right. you know um, uh, and so, you know it's not it's not created out of nothing not that there's anything wrong with that but it's 
it's it, it gives us a pur- there's a purpose around it, um, and there's something um, something real that's coming from somewhere, and something that might be half forgotten or entirely forgotten, but but people's people are uh, as attention is drawn to it, you know. No, for sure. We'll definitely make sure you send me out the press releases every cool. time they come out Absolutely, so we can give them yeah. a shout out. You should sign up for our newsletter. Well, I and will. Like How do you so do many, that? It's a, oh, you How do. do you do that? It's, well, you just go to the website and click the button and put your email address okay, in. Cool. You can find the button. But it's actually, <laughs> unlike lots of newsletters, it's very graphic. Um, hopefully you won't mind receiving it. <laughs> we don't Not spam at all. We just no, once it's, a it's yeah. once a month. <laughs> all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. It's good. It's what good. the heck? Uh, okay, so musical director, is there somebody specific that bands can actually say, hey, can, will you listen to my music? Yeah, uh, Who does would, that? It would be our event coordinator, okay. uh, Alyssa. Um, so her email address is alyssa at strangefellowsbrewing.com. Okay, um, and spelling Alyssa how? A-L-Y-S-S-A. Okay, cool. Or they could send it to events, or E-V-E-N-T-S at strangefellowsbrewing.com. Okay, cool, also a, lot, a, a lot of musicians listen to the show, so that's really good. Amazing. Um, give me your social media hashtags. Uh, a big one we use is Keep It Strange. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know how that came up to be really. We, sort of, we started using it, but... <laughs> stuck. Stuck? Yeah, Keep It Strange. I like that. Strange uh, Fellows, Craft Beer. I don't know. Uh, it seems whatever the post is at the time, we use different hashtags. But, okay, cool. Uh, and then Instagram is? Uh, at Strange... You should have... Check if four came on. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, we'll just have a break for a second while she checks. I don't have a clue. I'm yeah, pro- I think I'm following you anyways, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you go on Instagram and you search Strange Fellows Brewing, I know we're It'll coming up. up. So, yeah, like, I'm sorry that I don't know. The... Oh, strange, oh, at Strange Fellows Brewing. Okay, yeah. cool. And you probably have Twitter, you have Facebook. Yeah, yeah. have it all. All of those things so people can find you, definitely. All right, so what lies ahead in the future for Strange Fellows? Hopefully, wow. well, of course, if you look, if you were to look at me, Ian, yes. you know, uh, I, I'd be thinking about beer and and, and that, you know, to, to a great extent. A lot of what, it, when I think about what's coming, is I think about the different kind of beers we'll come out with. So we're going to, I mean, we'll con- we continue to create and have fun with barrel-aged beers. You know, we have this thing called the Fellowship, which we do once a year, and you can, you can join up. Um, and uh, of course, it, it costs a little something, but you get four release. You get four different releases of four different barrel-aged beer over the course of a year. Oh. Um, you also get a bunch of other perks, you know, fifteen um, percent off growler fills and things like that. Yeah. Um, and you get invited to special events that are only for people who've joined the fellowship. Okay. Um, and that's something that we we have a I, I, we really look forward to coming new is creating those beers, and we've been creating those beers over the course of the last well all the. Often the beers are at least two years old. Some of them have been aged for quite a long time. That's an example of something new, if you'll allow me to plug it. Yeah, of course, Which please do. Yeah. What else is something new? I think, I mean, I would say I look forward to continuing to work within the arts community and developing our relationships. We sponsor PUSH. Uh, we sponsor the East Guide Culture Crawl. Okay. And, you know, we're continuing to look for opportunities to work with people who are like-minded and share a passion for the arts and share a passion for local and for the community. Yeah, exactly. That sounds fantastic. Anything to say in, in the end? I don't know. I think you guys, I think you guys summed it up really well. Yeah. I just have Tyler's to say... I was looking forward to some time off after yeah. summer. <laughs> Were you? After a busy oh, summer. Yeah, yeah no kidding. There's um, a couple of beers, and i got to see if you guys have them. And let me know if these are really popular ones or... Because um, my husband said, oh, see if they've got this. Where did I put it? <laughs> Hang 
on a minute. There's a couple on right now that are just is there? standing. Yeah. Blackmail. That is on right now. Is yeah. it? And also Reynard. Reynard. Yeah. Reynard is is on our vintage bottle list. Okay. So that's a, a traditional Flemish Belgian oat brew, a sour brown beer. Or they can buy it, buy it to go as well. We well, well absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. That's a very yeah, well yeah, said. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so sure. and, and in fact, it's bottle condition. It's in the big 750 mil bottles. And. Uh, I think I think I, I think I said I, earlier I hang my hat on the talisman, but I realized as I had said it, I often say the same thing for that particular beer, the Reynard. Okay, yeah. um, that's something I've made for years, even in my previous existence before Strange Fellows. Um, oh. That that style, Eau de Brune, which is so unique and complex. Yeah, he and, loves uh, it. Yeah, he's just lovely. like, where can I find it's it? Lovely. And I'm like, I know where to find it now. <laughs> So you can take so, yeah. some of both home today because oh, the, the blackmails in cans and the rain art is, is in bottles. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And uh, we look forward to hanging out next time we're down in the area and seeing all the wonderful events that you have coming up. Let's go have some beer. Yeah. Let's have some thank beer. You. Thank you. Thank you. This is Tyler Milne from Strange Fellows, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. If you get a chance, head over to Strange Fellows Brewery. It's at 1345 Clark Drive in Vancouver and test out some of their craft beers and check out their music events. It's crazy how much music is going through that venue right now. We're going to take a musical break, and this is from my band, Stone Poets. We released our new album, Shana Zaharko produced, back in March. And you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. This is Sweet as Sin.
quite like the sweetest sin. We're back. This is Sherelle on Make a Scene. Thanks for tuning in tonight. So I was at the Hippie Hoot Nanny last weekend, and uh, my friend Rob Snowpeck produces that festival. It was a really good night. I sat down with Carl from La Chinga, who brought the house down as the headliners. Let's play that interview right now, and we'll check out what La Chinga is doing these days. Hey, I'm at the Hippie Hoot Nanny, and I'm standing here with Carl from... La Chinga. <laughs> cool. I can't wait to see you. I've never seen you guys play before, but I've definitely heard your music. I absolutely love it. Cute. So tell me, okay, what are you going to be playing tonight? Uh, you know, we're going to be playing a lot of songs from our new record, Beyond the Sky, which comes out uh, in a couple weeks, and then some songs from our old records. Uh, so yeah, just a smattering of, of all our songs. We're going to, I don't know, Rob wants us to play for quite a while, so we're pulling out a lot of... A lot of rock songs. Right on. So um, I actually played one of your songs, uh, two of them, on my cool. last show, which was great, fantastic. I love the sound, you guys. So who would you say you sound like if people, and I hate that question because I'm an artist myself, yeah. but if you had to say, we have some influences, what would be your main influences? Um, you know, a lot of uh, heavy heavy rock. You know, we're not a, we're not a metal band. Um, sometimes we get confused for one, but for us, there's a real difference so you know uh black sabbath led zeppelin mountain the james gang cool um you know large amplifiers big dumb riffs caveman vocals nice yeah we just have fun you know we channel our inner 14 year old it's basically all the stuff that we grew up on you know yeah for sure and where did you guys start um how long have you been together for now uh i think we started in 2012 i'm not 100% sure on that actually right now maybe 2011 um, same band members same band members we, we've we had some uh, different drummers live occasionally when Jay hasn't been able he's our drummer extraordinaire hasn't been able to do stuff he's got kids but pretty rare it's usually always been Jay um, but yeah so it's the same guys the same guys on all the records Cool. So what is the most bizarre thing that ever happened to you, either on stage or on tour? If you can name, give me some crazy story. Oh. Like right off the top of your head, the weirdest thing. Maybe somebody... We played this village in Portugal. uh, And they make Muscatel there. I think that's the name of the wine. It's like a dessert wine, and that's what they're known for. And it's really... It's a very small farming community. Uh, it was like going into a time machine, like 1950s, literally. Like oh, crazy. Um, and the whole village came to see us play. And we'd been playing all around Europe and having great responses. And 
they were all there and there was a lot of grandparents and stuff like that and they all just sort of sat there with their arms crossed and we started playing at like 2 a.m. and we would play and it was just pretty much dead silent the whole show and we were like like oh a, a whole like hundreds of people are there and then afterwards they were like oh you guys were so good and I'm like you, <laughs> oh my god and you're you like really clap or anything and looked at us yeah they just sort of stared and when we were in the village too they would just stare and like it was you know we were both we were all kind of they were nice in the end but we were sort of afraid of them and so yeah. it was just a, a strange experience compared to the rest of it. it was like the, we were the strangers in the small town where when we walked around everybody stopped of course and we're pretty cold <laughs> at first at but, first and then they heard you play and they're like you guys yeah they still did, it was still really weird to play for a lot of people and have dead silence in between it and, and my Portuguese is terrible, so I couldn't communicate with anyone. You can even say, I mean, did you try? Maybe that was part uh, of the problem. I would try, <laughs> and I think that made it worse. But Yeah, they're like, know, that even, makes no sense. Even our Spanish road manager was like, oh, fuck these people. <laughs> oh, my God. What's your favorite place to play in Europe? Uh, Barcelona, for oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, nice. that's, that's uh, my favorite city pretty much in the world, I think. Cool. Yeah. And now you have some vinyl. Is that for the new album? Yeah, we have uh, we have some. We just got copies just the other day, so it's officially out September seventh. But we snuck a few here for the show to. Fantastic. Yeah, it looks great. Do you think that people really like to buy vinyl now? I mean, it's kind of a, it's really coming back in the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean. Do you sell I, more vinyl than CDs? Oh, well, way more. Yeah. Yeah, we it's we still sell CDs, but um, vinyl, you know, far and away we outsell on that stuff so it seems like people dig it i dig having it, it i mean great. yeah it's it's fun to have you know and it sounds great if you have a halfway decent system you know nice and warm and yeah, uh sure. having only heard our record like you know through a computer after making it you know once once they sent it to us right. and then hearing it now on the vinyl it's, it's really great because it's a lot more gritty and raunchy on the vinyl that's like oh yeah that's what we did you know, nice. it's it's it sounds a lot different to us, anyways, than if you buy the download of it. Right, and then where did you record this album? We made it all over the place. Really, we made uh, four songs at the warehouse with Jamie Kosh, who was uh, just incredible to work with. And then and that room is fantastic. That's where we recorded. Oh, our last nice! Yeah. yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. Pretty fancy. We've never been anywhere that fancy. <laughs> and then we did some in uh, Jay's basement. And then we did uh, three songs at Afterlife Studio, which used to be Mushroom. Oh, okay. And we did those really fast uh, over a weekend, and they turned out great. So it was it was kind of made in fits and starts over the last year. But fantastic. And so, what is next for the band? Uh, well, we're we have an album release party uh, October twentieth at the Rickshaw with Rich Hope. He's also oh, Rich, okay. yeah, he has his record, so it's a double album release party. Nice. So it's just our band and his band, and we're both doing like big long sets, and so that should be fun. And then we're we're working on uh, some tours. We have a few offers to go to go back to Europe and. Uh, an offer to go to Australia and an offer to go to South America. So we're going to... Take them all? Yeah. We want to <laughs> get out there and go see the world again because no that's really why we want to... Well, we love doing it for the rock, but 
to have the working holiday like that and get to see these places I would never get to see is oh absolutely yeah and um, just for the people that are listening what are your handles where can people find you on social media uh, well we have Lachinga Bandcamp which we sell all our stuff through which is the first thing when you Google our name that comes up so that's a good way and then we have a Facebook page we have Lachinga Band on Instagram we have a Twitter I think that pretty much covers all our social media I can't say for sure actually there might be more but there probably um, is facebook and twitter is an easy way to get a hold of us and you guys are pretty good at answering if, if fans oh yeah for sure yeah. for sure if anyone anyone wants to reach out we're pretty pretty quick at answering right, well thank yeah. you so much for taking the My time pleasure. before your show thanks tonight so and um you know check out the new music for sure yeah definitely thanks so thank much thank you thanks a lot. So, yeah, oh my God, those guys have it going on. I want to play a song right now from La Chinga. You are listening to a song, and I believe it is off their new album, and it is called Mother of All Snakeheads. This is Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. Hi, this is Carl Spackler from La Chinga, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio.
Hey everyone, this is Dave Gertz from the Flamingo Event Center, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. A venue in Surrey is getting a fresh start after a little bit of a catastrophe happened, and Dave Gertz is going to tell you all about it. I gave him a call yesterday. He's from the Flamingo Event Center, and this is what we talked about. Hello. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Hi, it's Sherelle from Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks for taking my call tonight. Yeah, thank you for uh, inviting me on your show. Nice. Um, you are the managing partner of the Flamingo Events Center, and I want you to tell our listeners a bit about the history of the rooms and how you got involved. Sure, no problem. Um, well, the history of the room goes back to 1953 when the Flamingo Hotel was built, and it was originally a multiplex kind of hotel with a banquet hall, which hosted live music in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Nice. Uh, and it had the likes of Bucko and Patsy Klein play oh. that room. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then numerous years later when the hotel, or, or when Wally, I guess, and the community started to change mm-hmm. for the worse, oh, dear. Right, you could say, uh, the, the venue became a bit of a notorious strip club and biker bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it stayed that way for probably close to 35 years. And then this year, I was, or last year, early last year, I was hosting an event in the city of Surrey as a, a gala fundraiser that we put together for raising some funds. Mm-hmm. And the person who owns the land is a guy named Karen Seppi. He's a land developer okay. and is really transforming parts of Wally right now. He actually attended our fundraiser and asked me if I would come up and meet him at the Flamingo and talk about putting together a business plan and partnership to take over the Flamingo and turn it into a cultural destination. Fantastic. How exciting is that? I mean, we just need more people like you in the community doing these kind of things for the arts, definitely. So thank you for that. Um, Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. When you call it an event center, what various rooms do you have running right now? So we have... um, Three rooms in varying sizes. Um, here, there's, they're, they're all basically built to be turnkey for private or public events. Uh, and they, they're about 110, 230 to 250 in capacity, and just over 300 to 320 okay. in capacity. All of them are kitted out with, you know, uh, really, really great new PA systems and lights and stages and backline. They come with the ability to be catered. And they're available, like I said, to the public for corporate events, private events, concerts, fundraisers, and things like that. Okay, cool. And if a band wants to perform in one of the rooms, who do they get in touch with? Yeah, so... Definitely Dion Costanzo has been handling all of the booking in-house and venue management. Who I love. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. She's uh, an absolute uh, force to be reckoned with in the live music scene here now. Yeah. Uh, she is, so she, she kind of basically goes over all the details with band and tries to work with them to see which room is probably best for them to fit in. Cool. Uh, a lot of bands kind of come into the biggest room right away and immediately say, well, I want to play here. It's like, well, do you want to, do you want to play to a half empty room or do you want to play to a full room? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and big then, difference. You know, as you know, 
that that conversation needs to be handled delicately. Of course. Um, <laughs> no squashing people's hearts. <laughs> right. And Dion is absolutely uh, the best person to be doing that with, with the artist. Cool. So she negotiates fairly and provides them with a really good, a really great way to get into the room and at a low price or something that's very affordable. Yeah, no kidding. It's, it's incredible, actually. Um, what now you've got, um, you had some problems with one of the rooms and the reason that I wanted to get you on tonight's show so it was in time, you are reopening... Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so when we took over the three venues downstairs, there was still an operational hotel upstairs, which had 19 rooms functioning mm-hmm. as uh, an apartment, basically, month- monthlies, uh, of which the, the doors to the upstairs were, the locks were broken, and every, people were coming in and out, and there was a lot of dope dealing, and was, the neighborhood was really afflicted as a result of the Flamingo Hotel being open upstairs. Mm. So, funnily enough, there was one tenant who we warned on numerous social housing groups about on several occasions and said, look, he's going to be a problem. There's going to be a fire if we don't take care of him. And on several occasions, we were told to mind our own business. And I was showing up for work one day. to a sold-out three-room show of the Mud Bay Blues Band, the Stone Temple Pilots Tribute Band, and a private birthday party. Right. And there was flames coming out the window. Oh, my God. And this guy had managed to do what he set out to do, which was light the hotel on fire. And we got everyone out. The fire department did a really amazing job. They were here really quickly. Uh, We got the fire out. And then the big challenge was, well... Now that we have a damaged, burnt-out hotel, where do these go? Right. And so we spent two weeks working with emergency services and the Red Cross, finding places for people to go. Uh, then once we took over the upstairs to start the restoration, we were absolutely uh, aghast uh-huh. with what the hazmat team had to deal with up there. Oh, and so what, the, what has transpired over the last several months has been this restoration of the hotel back into what we're now building as a community music uh, location for both lockout rehearsal spaces okay, as well as band tourism and band hotel rooms. Fantastic. Not only here, but also venues downtown. And so we've basically talked to a lot of venues downtown and said, hey, you know, we know one of the biggest challenges right now is housing a band that's playing, say, at the rickshaw or yep. box or, you know, anywhere. If they're heading east after their show, let them come here. Yeah. We'll put them up here. And we kind of negotiate a fair play with them, like either a small amount, modicum of rent for the hotel room, or we offer to have a second show with them the following day. Oh, nice. And then in that regard, we would put them up for two nights. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's fantastic. Oh, my. It's just, it's, it's vibrant, like what you guys are doing. It's just such a yeah, fresh... I mean, the, the, the rehearsal space is really an interesting play because they're like their hotel rooms, right? Yeah. So they've got a bathroom and they've got windows and air conditioners and they're just hotel rooms that we've added some sound baffling to and some acoustic floating floors, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of come in and leave your gear here and do a lockout for a very low price and leave your gear here. And the nice thing is, is you can go upstairs and work on some new tracks and you kind of stand in the round with your band and try out some stuff. But when you're ready, for no extra charge, you just 
go downstairs to the big rooms during the week and take out one of the stages. And yeah. you can use the stage during the week. Wow, that's amazing. Now, is all this stuff on your website, like all the information people can go and find? Well, it is and it is. Some of it is, but some of it's not been made public, and we're just kind of announcing it right now. With okay. you. Oh, and, wow. I feel honored. You know, we're just kind of letting people know that these are the things that have just recently transpired and are about to open up. Okay. And so if any bands and uh, musicians out there are looking for rehearsal space right now, the best thing to do now is to be to reach out and start talking to us because we kind of we negotiate and build a suit for them right. to kind of give them what they need. Okay. Cool. Um, do they get in touch with Dion then? Is she handling all that end of it? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the best? Yeah, I'm handling the other side of things with you. Oh, yeah. I'm handling a lot of the, the kind of administrative side of dealing with the province and the insurance companies and working on some federal funding and things like that and doing some other stuff here. Okay, wow. cool. No, it's it's such a, a lot of work. Um, the easiest way to get a hold of her then would be email or is there a phone number? Absolutely. Uh, her email, she responds very quickly. Uh, Dion, D-I-O-N-E, okay. at Okay, that's perfect. And uh, I'll make sure I post that. When we do this show on Tuesday night, everybody out there listening can hear all about what's happening at the Flamingo and all the rooms. And uh, just for people listening, because Make a Scene is all about promoting live music, of course, and venues. What is the show coming up that's going to, the next show that you can give a shout out to? So what's interesting is we'd like to talk about the show coming up, which is the reopening of the bird, which is the one that was damaged by the water. Perfect. The fire. So on September 8th, that weekend, uh, one of the bands that was one of the very first bands to play here uh, was a band called Utility Provider. Oh, yeah, and we played with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going to come out and rock. They're going to rip the doors off the place and just blow the roof off. They, yes. they are super excited to get out here and, you know, show off their new stuff they just finished uh, working on. And, and yeah, they'll be a great fit for that opening night. And we're glad because they're going to course bring fans that have already seen them here right and there's a lot of people really waiting to see what we've done in, yeah. the, in, the, in the in the birds since since the fire mm-hmm. and i can tell you it looks and sounds even better than it did wow i can't wait to see it that's fantastic yeah. well thank you so much for hanging out with me for a little bit tonight so um have a great night and everybody that's listening to the show please go out check out the room support live music if you're a band and you want to play get in touch with Dion if you want to rent rehearsal space there's all kinds of stuff happening right now so no excuses for uh for saying that you don't have a place to play (laughs) 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 thanks again for talking to me thanks okay okay take care bye bye Pacific Northwest Radio is a proud sponsor of Breakout West, October 10 to 14. Join over 50 bands in 10 venues in downtown Kelowna. Kick off Breakout West with a rock show featuring local Kelowna favorites, The Wild, Little Destroyer, and Like a Motorcycle. Then get your festival wristband for only $15 and keep the weekend live music going with three nights of music with over 50 bands in over 10 venues across downtown Kelowna. Tickets for both the kickoff concert and festival wristbands are on sale now. 200 plus Canadian and international industry are coming expressly to do business with Western Canadian artists. And don't forget the Western Canadian Music Awards where artists and industry will be presented with their 2018 award for their categories. 
Breakout West is the place for music discovery in all genres. Find your next favorite artist here. Download the Breakout West 2018 app for all details and plan your Breakout West week. For more information about the festival, go to breakoutwest.ca. See you there, music lovers. Hey, I'm back. It's Sharon. If you just tuned in, lucky you. I'm going to be playing a track from a band that is coming to Breakout West. Here is a band called Like a Motorcycle and their song, High Hopes. And you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. All drugged up and no place to go. Be the most alive or a little bit cold. And you can be the one to push me over. I'll be uploaded in the corner. much happening musically in our city and our province. Go out and explore, support local musicians, buy our music. Music makes you feel good and it heals you. I'm not lying, so get out there and enjoy. If you are a band that has an upcoming show, get in touch with me and I'll give it a plug. And send me some songs, give me your dates, but make sure you do it a few weeks ahead of time because uh, we run the show a few days before and I don't want to miss out your date. So uh, lots of leeway is best at PacificNorthwestRadio at gmail.com. And do me a favor in the subject line, if you could put make a scene, that would be great. Leave the station on 24-7. It's music online all the time. You can find your favorite programs at PacificNorthwestRadio.com. And I want to thank tonight's sponsor, Breakout West and Zed Productions. Don't forget to check out the fabulous lineup of Breakout West, 55-plus showcasing bands, 10 venues, October 10 to 14 in beautiful Kelowna. And I know that Mark Gladstone, Sheldon Zaharko, and myself are going to be checking out the festival. We can't wait. And all you rock stars ready to record your new album or single, check out Zed Productions at SheldonZaharko.com. 
Join us on Make a Scene pages, Make a Scene BC on Facebook, and listen in next week to Make a Scene here on Pacific Northwest Radio. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I'm Cheryl Jardine. Now get out there and make a scene. Bridging each connection All I-